Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Joe Hoff on today's news talk radio, TNT. We are back. This is Joe Hoft on the Joe Hoff Show. Another great show in store for us today. A nice segue from yesterday. We had uh, Michael Yan on yesterday, uh, and he's, he sent me some more information down there from uh, beyond the border. He's down now in Ecuador, as, as, as he mentioned yesterday. He's been all over South America, uh, from Colombia to Panama, uh, up through Ecuador and through Mexico and into the U.S. He's been reporting on this uh, border like uh, no one else. We'll get him back next week. Uh, he was uh, he's just so knowledgeable of what's going on. I mentioned if you listen to the show yesterday, you'll know I met Michael in Hong Kong back in 2019. I guess it was right before the protest started and he was there for the protest. He eventually got kicked out of Hong Kong. And then he uh, came back to the U.S. about the time of uh, COVID was firing off and and I came back about the same time. I've seen Michael. I saw that he was at January 6th. It was interesting what he said yesterday about the fact that he could see that this was an op, that there was a mil- he was former military uh, operations intel. And he could see, hey, there's guys over here like the, this. These guys were doing this. These guys were doing this. It was it was an effort to create a riot. And we know that. And they're covering this up. Creeps and criminals like Christopher Ray at the FBI and Merrick Garland uh, running the DOJ, and all these monsters have been, um, you know, lying to us forever. Nancy Pelosi and uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell, all these people, Mike Pence. There was it was a massive coup d'état to finish off Trump once and for all, and uh, and it failed because most Trump supporters are peaceful, and the people that really caused the damage, as we now know, are probably feds or. Foreigners. I, I question how many foreigners were in that crowd, including police. We had Kim Sergenti on here uh, a couple weeks ago, and he talked about being there. And this guy says, he says, you're killing her, you're killing her. And this guy goes, no, you, no, you. He says, like, the guy didn't even know how to speak English. And yet this guy's dressed up as a Capitol policeman. I still wonder if that's, if you know, call it a conspiracy all you want, but... Who was who were these Capitol policemen that were firing on innocent Americans, shooting bombs in their faces, uh, uh, you know, beating people brutally, uh, just innocent people brutally. That one woman was beaten how many times in the face by a Capitol policeman? It was so disgusting. That guy should be arrested and thrown in freaking prison for a long time. Punching an innocent woman like that in the face for how long? All the guys that were involved in uh, the death of Roseanne Boylan. Or the death of Ashley Bobbitt, or the death of the two men that died, I believe, from flash grenades blowing up in their face unannounced, they then having heart attacks. These people need to be investigated. Instead, we had this sham January 6th committee that was nothing but a, a fraud, just a total fraud. By the way, uh, today I, I put a piece up at joehoff.com about the fact that uh, under the House, Jim Jordan, uh, head of the uh, Judiciary Committee, has sent a letter. To Fonnie Willis of you know, the, the corrupt Soros back DA in Fulton County, Georgia, who's uh, got this totally BS case against President Trump and 15 others. Absolute monster. This 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 person is just a disgusting disgrace. She's had an affair with a, with a gangbanger that she was prosecuting. He's just gross. And uh, I, I 
question even her ability to pass the bar. Some of these people, I don't know if they passed the bar. I don't know how they got it. But this lady's just a monster. She's in Georgia. And Jim Jordan reached out to her and says, I want to know all your communications between you and your team and the January 6th committee, because they found some evidence that they were colluding together to try to create this totally bogus uh, lawsuit against President Trump in Georgia. So we need to get to the bottom of that. Good, good, you know, kudos to Jim Jordan for doing this. But I think for most Americans, it's way too late. Get your asses in gear, guys, because this stuff is a nightmare. The election was stolen, never should have been certified. Uh, they set up a bunch of innocent men and women on January 6th. They're still going after some of these guys. So Owen Schwoyer's uh, finally going to be released here. Uh, sounds like in the next, after being put in solitary, after going in for 30 days, this Department of Justice is absolutely broken. And and like our friend uh, from overseas in Italy said a couple of weeks ago, when, when there's no justice, that's when people step up. Because this is just frightening. So what are they doing? Bringing in all these military-aged men. And then we heard uh, corrupt senator, the Democrat, disgusting senator from Illinois, uh, Dick Durbin say, well, we need to put these guys in the military and allow them then the ability to become U.S. citizens for for representing us in the military. No, they want them in the military so they can start shooting Americans. It's pretty clear to see these guys are monsters. This is this is hell right now. So unbelievable stuff. And uh, what's going on? So it's just it's just uh, it's just a nightmare. Then we have the nightmare around the world, and uh, there's. Uh, there's a lot going on there. We've got a great guest today. Co retired Colonel uh, John Mills is joining us to, to really kind of lay all this out. Here's what's going on, and it's frightening. And this coincides nicely with Michael Yan, who was with us yesterday. Michael is laying, talking about the border and how China's involved and all this stuff. It'll be really interesting to get uh, um, former Colonel Mills' take on all this. He's a retired colonel. He's He's a wealth of information. Look forward to having him on soon. Put up a piece of his yesterday at joehoff.com as well. But one piece I did want to mention this morning that uh, came out with uh, this morning came from, uh, of all people, Chris Street, who we had on the show on Monday. Chris is a, uh, as he mentioned, he was a bond trader, very successful one at a very young age out in California, trading in billions of dollars of bonds, uh, really, as, as a young man. And he uh, got involved then into uh, Orange County politics, stepped in and helped uh, bail out that county as well as the state of California, was involved in uh, apparently the, the retaining solvency for California after 2008 on a, on a small team of five people. He was one of the individuals uh, to help with that uh, exercise. Knows his stuff. He's recently... Uh, jumped on board with the new California movement saying, hey, L.A. and San Francisco and Sacramento, you can stay, you know, California. We're creating a new state based on the West Virginia model from from the Civil War. We're done with this. We have tyranny. We have no representation. You're, you're not protecting us per the Constitution. We have every right to start a new state. Similar to what West Virginia did during the uh, Civil War when the, the rest of Virginia went to the Confederacy, they said, no way. They're not going to be part of that mess. And so they formed their own state. So kudos to these guys. Uh, Street mentioned there was like 400,000 people that are now uh, following this movement. And it's a big movement. It's, 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 and it makes a lot of sense. This is what you do when you have tyranny and uh, nobody, uh, nobody is helping you. But this morning, Chris, uh, along with Paul Preston from New California, sent me this information 
on this incident that occurred in the U.S. over the past uh, 48 hours on uh, Monday night in Virginia, Arlington, Virginia. An individual's home exploded, and it was all over uh, the Internet, all over social media. Like, look at this. This house didn't just... Uh, it didn't just kind of go on fire. This thing exploded. And uh, that's why it was people were like, oh, my God, what happened there? The guy apparently that was uh, part of the house, uh, his name is uh, is uh, James Yu, Y-O-O-U. And uh, we didn't know much about him a couple of nights ago. People are slowly trying to uh, figure out why he did this. The initial claims are that this guy's crazy. And so because he's put some stuff apparently up on social media, he's they're claiming, uh, making a bunch of accusations, uh, saying the FBI wouldn't help him and blah, blah, blah. So the initial claims of this guy's crazy. Now, Chris Street started looking into this and he comes up with a whole different story. Apparently, this James Wu was uh, a former um well, Chris, well, I should maybe step step back a moment. I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase this article I put together from Chris. He Chris knows this stuff because he's a, he was a former member of the Homeland Security Region One Advisory Committee from 2000 2005. That's where he learned about this group called CFIUS. It's the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, and uh, he was uh, he was tied to that. It's one one of CFIUS as a uh, responsibility is one of the uh, executive agency bodies, bodies along with the DNA that, that really make up national security in the United States. Chris, as I mentioned already, was an expert in investments. Street said that the former head of CFIUS uh, security is was James Wu, the same guy that supposedly blew up with his house the other night. He brings in a whole new, whole new piece on this. He says, uh, that basically, you know, they, they're saying he committed suicide because the cops were at his door trying to yeah, get him to come out, and uh, instead his house blows up. So uh, per a review, uh, we find out that Wu was also the head of security at Global Crossing Telecommunications, which is GTC, uh, GCT, which was the first global communications provider of Internet Protocol version 6, IPF6, IPv6. Anyways, he um, this 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 protocol, I believe, is still used now uh, across uh, between is certainly between Asia and the United States. It's a dominant financial Internet carrier between both the U.S. and China, therefore. So while um, Street was a member of this advisory committee back in 2002, Global Crossing, this entity that uh, this this guy, Mr. Yu, was formerly had a security of, um, was uh, delivering services to more than 700 cities across 70 countries. That's when GT uh, Global Crossing filed for bankruptcy. And uh, they tried to sell the company, at least partially, to this Hutchison, to this Hong Kong-based Hutchison Wampo uh, for $250 million, and uh, Singapore-based ST Telemedia. The problem is the CIFIA denied it because Hutchinson Wampo's bid uh, concerned issues of corporate control by the People's Republic of China. So China was a partial or maybe full owner of one of these entities. So what happened it's, is that um, eventually another firm uh, that's, that's, uh, that, that manages all this is a wholly owned uh, China Netcom that 
is where this firm was eventually sold to. So we've got Chinese China involved in this firm that you used to work at with. And so anyways, to tie it all together, Street says that that James Wu, as head of the CFIUS security and direct, was and directly involved with Global Crossing, would have had the highest level of security of access uh, to and knowledge of outbound and inbound financial transactions between both China and the West. And so the question is, who wants James Wu dead? It's quite a story, piecing all this together. Um, pretty scary. So what is really going on? It's is it the guy was crazy or is it that he needed to be he needed to be removed? Don't know. We'll find out more. Sounds like uh there's more to this story though. And we'll be talking about that and many things uh with uh, Colonel uh John Mills here right after this break. So hold with us. We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, you know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control 
and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. do best. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back. This is Joe Hoff on the Joe Hoff Show. Um, so happy to introduce our guest here. He's uh, very, very sharp. Uh, I see him on Bannon's show. I see him on Brandon House. He's been on this show before, and it's an honor to have back with us uh, retired uh, Colonel John Mills. John, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Hey, Joe. Thank you so much. An honor to be back with you. Always enjoy this. Thank you. Well, thanks. Yeah, so much to talk about. You know, yesterday we had Michael Yan on the show, and he was talking about all the goings on south of here and China's involvement and all of that. And we've got so much going on. One thing I would, I might start off with here. Um, uh, yeah, I know you're, uh, you're from Virginia area. The uh, there was an explosion the other night. Have you seen uh, any information on that? I came up with a piece this morning. This pretty dynamite. I, I'd like to fill you in on, but but you know what I'm talking about. This you guy. He said this home and the house blows up. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Monday yeah. Uh, yeah. So what do you got on that? Because that's not too far away from where I live. What do you what do you know about that? Well, that's what I was wondering. So we had a guy by the name of Chris Street on the show on on uh, Monday here. Chris is a former big time bond trader out in California yeah. years big time yeah. and then he's been yeah, involved with paul yeah. preston you know chris yeah oh, I, oh, I i didn't know yeah i didn't notice i wrote about him or used a, a piece of his from breitbart about 10 years ago in one of my books i just happened to stumble across that recently so he's a real expert on finance etc and he's also now big in this uh finally he's joined i shouldn't say finally he's joined with uh paul preston on the uh on the efforts to create a new state in California, this new California movement where they want to uh -huh. use the West Virginia model from uh, the Civil War and uh, create their own state because of the tyranny out there and no representation in their government. But Chris sh uh, shared with me this morning this piece where he says he used to be part of CFIUS back in the early uh, 2000s, back when he was out in California. He was heavily involved in the bailout of California, basically getting California solvent again during the 2000s, his real message is that it's really looking bad right now in California, that the state's going pretty much, uh, maybe it's it's in its worst shape ever. And we'll be hearing more about that in the days and months ahead. But then he sent me this piece about this you guy, and I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you uh, real quick here. This guy apparently was the head of security at, at uh, CFIUS. Did you, I could, you know, I'm like, what? This guy, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you hear yeah, that? So, yeah. Well, well. So, yeah, so Chris ahead. sent me several emails on this. Uh, now it's starting to triangulate and make sense. Now, CFIUS uh, is now memorialized in the 2018 FIRMA Federal Investment Risk Review Modernization Act. Before that time, CFIUS was essentially uh, an executive order from the Nixon era. Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. Uh, now, 
it's I, in the early 2000s, I was involved with it a lot, especially with Huawei and trying to deal with Huawei and their nefarious activities. The challenge was uh, one of the things Huawei would always say, hey, we're, we're Huawei US incorporated. We have nothing to do with that Huawei China. And we'd go, oh, they got us again. Oh, you know, you're, you know technically, legally, uh, business law, they are correct. Huawei US Incorporated is separate, supposedly. But it's like Google Google says that plays that same games. Now, I did not know that the house blow up had a connection. Um, so now it makes sense. Uh, several emails I received from uh, Chris on this, and I'm going, oh, wow, 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 wow. So I, I think that was up in Fairfax. Uh, I'm in next door Prince William County. Wow. Well, yeah, he goes on to even say that uh, this guy also, James Yu, was the head of security at Global Crossing Telecommunications, which Chris says is the first global communications provider of Internet Protocol version 6, the IPv6. And then yeah. he says that, that this firm, Global Crossing, Basically, it sounds like filed for bankruptcy in 2002 and was offered to a Hong Kong firm, uh, but one of the Hong Kong and, and, and a Singapore firm, but one of these, uh, this firm, Hutchison Wampo, I, I don't know how to exactly say that, apparently had a connection to China. So then, yeah, yeah, Hutch Hutchinson Wampo is a, is a, is a historically and heritage is British related out of Hong Kong. A lot of maritime activity. Now they they're the ones who own uh, a uh, uh, a port at each end. There's several ports at each end of the uh, the, the Panama Canal. So they they invested there. To, they did that before Hong Kong was seized uh, uh, by uh, seized by China. But I think at this point in time, you have to uh, the legacy historical Brit you know. British company, uh, uh, British Hong Kong company, Hutchinson Wampo. You got to just, it, it, it's a Chinese influence company now. You got to look at it like that. Wow. Yeah. And then he goes on to say that this subsidiary of this firm that went under uh, was eventually purchased by um, a firm called Asia Netcom, which is wholly a, subs a subsidiary of China Netcom. So what he's saying is that this guy was right between the middle. He, he clearly had high-level access and knowledge, or clearly, I should say, he, it appears he has clear, had clear high-level access of both outbound and inbound financial transactions between the West and China sitting in those roles. So he was a pretty significant guy. It wasn't just some uh, guy whose house blew up, you know, due to a Ooh, gas wow, fire or wow. something like that. Yeah. So there might be more oh, to yeah, the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll start. I'll start drilling into the because I heard the story and I'm going, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. But, but with these other data points now, you know, the the picture is starting to uh, in my in my head is starting to materialize. I'm going, okay, we got another Las yeah. Vegas shooting here that we're not going to hear anything about. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, Las Vegas shooting equivalent. Uh, so this is yeah. Watch this space. Um, this is interesting. Now, a lot of interesting data points on this. Yeah, isn't that something? So, anyways, I was going to bring that up with you, um, but 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 that was kind of uh, in in addition to all that's going on around the world. So, what has you most concerned? What are the items you'd like to kind of really talk about today? Uh, the, the the real you know areas that we should be focused on as Americans today. 
Well, it'd almost be simpler to just list the things we don't have to focus on. Uh, so we could <laughs> we could start with that. You know, is it uh, business management, uh, effective time management 101, use the shorter list first. But uh, but yeah, with th this is interesting. Um, I'm going to really drill into this now with the with the with the connection with because uh, the uh, uh, global crossing. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to refresh my memory global crossing was a big deal when it went under um so there was um you know i was in government at the time uh in in the cyber it world uh it was a big deal and significant but i think the biggest things that are going on right now obviously uh, the uh, israel the israeli pursuit and destruction of hamas um, is a big deal. But again, that's an adjunct of China. This is not your classic Arab-Israeli conflict from the past. Everybody says, oh, this the Arabs and Israelis going at it. Absolutely not. Totally different game. This is China. So there's that. Uh, Iran, now I've been calling them a proxy. Some others have been using the, 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 the term near-peer partner to China. I'm not sure I'd ever call Iran a near-peer partner. They are subordinate. But you know, they are they are essentially almost more powerful than China as far as conducting influence activities on on behalf of uh, uh, China. So they're almost more powerful than Russia. Russia is obviously still uh, bogged down in the war uh, in Ukraine. Uh, with the Ukraine, I mean, I, I try not to get onto picking winners and losers and cheerleading for either side. It's a mess, regardless. But I think you have to look at it that this is an extension of because right before right before the war, the war kicked off in early 22, it was Putin met with Xi and they agreed to take down America through the no boundaries agreement. I don't know what else to say on this. We have two major countries that have decided they are going to displace America as a world leader. So Ukraine is part of this. And people will say, "Well, Russia's on the good side." Absolutely not. I don't. I don't think so. But I'm not. I'm not saying Zelensky and Ukraine are on the good side. I mean, right now there's a big kerfuffle because my point, my my policy has always been consistent on this: is enough resources so it's a fair fight. We passed that point a long time ago, and what it is now is not a farthing more until we have an inspector general and a staff to to examine everything that we're we're giving them and where it's going. So we got the Ukraine front. You got a broad maritime war going on right now, far broader than the one in the 80s that was really just in the Straits of Hormuz with Iran. Now Iran is leading a campaign in the Gulf of Aden, Gulf of Oman, uh, the, uh, the Indian Ocean, the Red Sea, much broader. And they're using their the Houthis, the Somali pirates. So they're also staging that. Um, so I think that's very important. And then what's, what's going on, we're about to see war break out between Venezuela, who's going to invade Guyana, British Guyana. And uh, who is that? I mean, what, what happened here? We got, we're starting to get a set a trend, a trend line here. Uh, Maduro went to China, talked to Xi, came back, and essentially they're going to invade next door Guyana. And then as Michael Yan, and I spent some time with Michael Yan and Ann Vandersteel a couple of months ago, you know, we got a full-blown uh, um, and a gentleman, I can't remember, a different person just identified a hotel in Colombia where there was just a, excuse the expression, a yeah. boatload of, of Chinese who are clearly, if you look at them, you know, out of a lineup, you give me a lineup of Chinese nationals, I'm going to, 
I'm going to pick with pretty high accuracy those who are probably related to Chinese special operations. And, and they, they have a whole command called the Strategic Support Force, a very innocuous name, but that's their equivalent of SOCOM, our Special Operations Command, but on a much broader scale. And they're, they're I mean, fentanyl. Fentanyl is being directed by the Strategic Support Force. But these, so, so there we go. We did kind of around the world uh, of everything that's on fire. It is on fire. It is intentional. And we need to get out of this mode of stop saying when war breaks out with China, this is war. 10,000 dead on the American street every month from fentanyl is war. Yeah, unbelievable, let alone COVID that they've gotten away with now for how long and, and their their interaction in that, as well as uh, some pretty uh, mischievous and, and really criminal doctors here in the U.S., it looks like. But stepping back to Ukraine and, and Russia, you mentioned that we've sent a, spent a lot of money. I mean, what is it, $200 billion that's been uh, involved in that exercise? What do you think? What percentage made to the good- troops? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't I don't think we have a good number on this, I, and that's you know fault one is it's OMB's job to keep an accurate number. It's been an, and I've, having been at the White House, having been having to track these things between the White House, the Joint Staff, the Office of Secretary of Defense. It's always a little bit of uh, it's all, always a little bit uh, wild and woolly, but this is this is just malfeasance. We don't we don't know we don't know and we don't know where it went and. Uh, and even some of the weapons we gave uh, to Ukraine, you know, it does look by serial number that some of them showed up in Hamas hands, in addition to everything we left behind in Afghanistan, which was, you know, China said, well, if they don't care about Afghanistan, they're going to turn tail and run like that. I guess we can just set off the brush fire wars. All of this to distract and tie down as they prepare to move against Taiwan and just not Taiwan. Keep keep rolling. Uh, keep rolling to the uh, to the east uh, to the second island chain, which is American sovereign territory. But yeah, in Ukraine, it's an absolute mess. The standard is appoint an IG, an inspector general, with a robust staff. People forget IGs have arrest <laughs> arrest authority. Usually, they're badged and armed, um, and uh, you know, not a farthing more until we, this is. If you're going to do this. I'm not saying yes or no. If you're going to do this, you know, point at Inspector General and staff. We got so much malfeasance in Iraq and Afghanistan because we had robust Inspector Generals. Wow. Wow, God, there's so much to do here. It's unbelievable. So um, you say China's behind most of all this. What, what do you think? This, this is absolutely – this is war. Everybody is going, when we have war, which it's – we're in progress. Ladies and gentlemen – this is fifth generation warfare. War is not just bombs and missiles landing on American territory. That'll be the last 10 yards of the, of, the, of, the, of the conflict with China. That'll be the final few minutes because right now they're going to do everything possible to defeat us, de- degrade, distract, disable us uh, without having to go kinetic because they know once it turns kinetic, we're slow, but we'll spin up and we'll crush them. But so they want to do this without getting allowing us to spin up and get ready. Yeah, our friend Larry Johnson, I've had Larry on the show a number of times here. He believes that the U.S. can't beat uh, Russia and China. What do you think about that military? Uh, I think I think once we with the proper leadership and once we get our industrial base spun up, yes, uh, yes, we can. I, I don't think there's any question that we can we can beat them. The challenge is getting ourselves on a pathway to getting spun up. I mean, this is, you know, September 1939 is when everything, 
the kinetic part of World War II kicked off, but it had been in, in the works for six years before that. And uh, so mm. uh, depending on which, which are you measuring, you know, when Japan invaded Manchuria, are you talking about? It depends. But yeah, at least six years. And uh, um, mm. even after, you know, with the two Navy Act, uh, other things, it just until Pearl Harbor was bombed, we really just didn't get spun up. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I totally, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that w once we're given the proper leadership and spinning up the industrial base, oh, absolutely, we can, because they, they have problems. A lot of people, these, a lot of people think, oh, Russia is so strong. Russia is an absolute mess uh, in its population pyramid. I mean, every factor is going south with, with if, if, if Russia is so good, why are all the oligarchs sneaking their money out and buying property in London? Okay. Same with China. Right. If if China is so good, why are all the uh -huh. uh, CCP elite, you know, buying real estate in Vancouver, British Columbia, or San Francisco, uh -huh. or Los Angeles, or Seattle? Uh -huh. It's a vote. Uh -huh. It's a vote of no confidence in the future. Now, some people say, "Well, those are safe houses, so they can begin the invasion." Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it cuts both ways. I think that's them hedging their bets when things go south in their homeland. Yeah, I remember Vance sharing that in an in a interview, I believe, with all places, MSNBC, uh, years ago in about 20, probably about 2017, I think it was after President Trump had been elected president, and they brought him on, and he had gave an incredible uh, interview where he talked exactly what you're sharing. Kinetic's the third phase, but there's an information and an economic war that's been going on. He said China's been at war with us in, 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 for, for years in those two areas. And uh, what, what's not shared enough, John, and I was over in Hong Kong for about a decade uh, leading up to 2020, I could see that Trump was crushing China. I, I mean, economically. I mean, he he turned that whole thing around, and they didn't know what hit him. And I don't think they've recovered yet. They've overbuilt. They've got this real estate. I'm hearing some numbers that are unbelievable, like you know maybe twice as many uh, properties than than are really needed in China. But I'll tell you this: a couple kind of side notes. I share this. I've shared this before on my show. I talked to a guy who's a CEO in China, probably back in 2018 guy that I knew. He said he had golfed with that week with a couple other CEOs, and they all said. Uh, worst economy ever that they'd ever seen in China. I talked to another guy who was a plant manager over a 5,000 person plant. They were trying to move it because remember how Trump said move out of China? They they tried to move to Vietnam where the cheapest real estate was. They couldn't find a property. The freaking place was filling up so much with Chinese companies leaving China, going to Vietnam. They ended up having to build a plant in Thailand, he told me. And so mm -hmm. this was happening. Trump told people to leave, and they did. And China's economy was getting hammered. I I wrote about this in my book on the steel. I said a chapter on China. It wasn't about China being involved necessarily in the election, and and there may be evidence that they were, but it's more about the fact that they uh, they didn't like Trump. They wanted somebody other than Trump because they um, they 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 were getting crushed economically. And that's why they might have even started COVID is because Trump was crushing them economically. We'll take a quick break here, uh, John, if you don't mind. So we'll come right okay. back. This is Joe Hoft on The Joe Hoff Show. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. These are parlous times for liberty in the United States and for the Constitution and the rule of law. 
House Republicans have joined with their Democrat colleagues to oust Republican Representative George Santos, only the sixth member to ever be removed from the lower legislative chamber. Three were removed in 1861 after they joined the Confederacy, and the other two following their convictions of the crimes of which they were accused. Santos has been accused of fraud crimes but not convicted. This is a premature, preemptive strike by Republicans on one of their own, and it sets a dangerous precedent. Now, I hold no grief for George Santos. He seems, quite frankly, like a wingnut, but it's up to the constituents of his district to remove him from office, absent a criminal conviction. This is just one more episode in the long history of Republicans bowing to Democrat will. It seems as though when Democrats win elections, they get their own way. And when Republicans win elections, Democrats still get their own way. This is why we're so upset with the Republican Party. Grow a pair, stand up, and say no to the other side. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. I said, could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe, and I thought, you know, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. This is The Joe Hoff Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's Joe Hoff. We are back with uh, Colonel Retired John Mills. Uh, John, uh, lots going on in the world as we were talking about earlier. We know uh, you've got a busy schedule. Everybody wants to talk to John now based on uh, his knowledge on so much, especially China and really uh, the goings on everywhere. I heard a presentation John gave the other day on Bannon that was just excellent just and excellent and frightening because of all the stuff going on one one area that a lot of people haven't been talking about has been this uh invasion of Guyana by um by Venezuela how this came out of the blue it sounds like this all really I don't know if uh if the the head of uh Venezuela went to China to get the okay from China to invade Guyana I'm not really sure but um that just recently happened he comes back from china and then uh now there's this push to uh invade guyana and i heard i can't remember john if it was you or someone else who shared that uh it's because there's been some huge maybe it was eric prince i saw an inter interview with him michael Yan sent me actually yesterday eric prince is saying there's a lot of oil that they discovered in guyana and that's probably what's you know behind this effort to uh uh, to to uh, invade and take over that a huge chunk, maybe half of uh, half of that country. What what are your thoughts on that, John? Yeah, I I always love listening to Eric Prince speak. Um, he's very smart on these topics. 
Maduro is dredging up a hundred year old grievance back to early colonial days to justify this. The, the reality though, Maduro is a socialist communist henchman of his uh, patriarch who's uh, uh, burning somewhere down below, uh, Hugo Chavez. They've taken a great country called Venezuela, turned it into an absolute mess. And now, you know, they want to just reach out to next door uh, British Guiana and seize their uh, territory uh, to develop it. So they're holding a referendum. I'm not clear so far on the outcome, but all of this boils down to a failure to enforce the Monroe Doctrine. And uh, obviously, we're not going to get that kind of leadership out of the current occupant of the White House. I mean, this is uh, this is this is statecraft 101, and it's just not in the DNA of State Department uh, to assert American interests. They have they have just become passive, casual observers of a slow motion train wreck around the world. And uh, but they've been like that for 30, 40 years. I mean, the the, the wonderful you, you mentioned the Dulles brothers to. Uh, you mentioned the Dulles brothers to anybody at in a State Department meeting, and I, I've done that several times. You want to watch State Department folks just about pass out. Uh, you mentioned the Dulles brothers from the fifties. Oh, they were horrible. Oh, all the all the horrible things they did. Uh, you know, like what? Assert American interests? Uh, what? Fight communism? Uh, Nate, what? What's the problem? The Dulles brothers were incredible. Um, that's back when the CIA was the CIA. State Department was State Department. Men, men were men, women were women, and children knew the difference. What's what's the point? So, uh, yeah, this is this is incredible. Uh, Maduro, uh, uh, um, uh, Maduro comes back from China and looks at next door Guyana with essentially no military and says, "We're going to move in and take over." So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the next brush fire. This is the next arson fire set by Xi. It was Hamas. It was Ukraine. It was Hamas. It was the broader tanker war. Uh, now it's uh, now it's in the Americas, and now you know. In addition to them, um, um, the the total unrest inside of Panama over the twenty year uh, copper mine uh, 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 bestowal of a twenty year lease, uh, which the, the the citizens rightly uh, you know, got very upset about. It was just they were just paying off corrupt members of the National Assembly. So yeah, this watch out for this. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And this is right in the Americas. Yeah, I didn't know until maybe you brought it up how Panama had basically been taken over by China, that that whole Panama Canal is at risk. And I think Michael Yan mentioned this yesterday as well. It's at risk of being taken over by China. And this is a major thoroughfare for American ships, to, especially to get from the Atlantic to the Pacific and vice versa. Uh, that's really scary stuff if they take that over. Uh, I, I'm sure strategically it'd be a, a nightmare for Americans. Yeah, yeah. The the dollar is the reserve currency in Panama. There's several other, uh, just a small number of other uh, countries now. The new uh, uh, Milai, I think it is, uh, the new uh, leader of uh, Argentina. Um, the the new leader of Argentina. I think he wants to bring Argentina to using the dollar as the reserve currency. But that. This is what the blue team does not understand the power of the reserve currency. It's not everything. It's some of it's mythical, but it is important. And that's the one thing that's prevented China from fully taking over Panama is the dollar is the reserve currency. They can't get around 
many trade and financial restrictions uh, because the dollar is the reserve currency. That's what saved Panama so far. But um, the uh, we got to do something about what's going on. And uh, uh, China is China's run low on cash. They're low on liquidity. A lot of their Belt and Road initiatives in in Panama have belly flopped. But this is around the world. A lot of the promises of these Chinese Belt and Road initiatives to these impoverished countries that you you, you know China comes in and starts saying, hey, we're going to pay for this bridge. Hey, we're going to pay for this rail line. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. These poor countries are going. Yeah, where do I sign? Where do I sign? You know that they just don't read the uh, long-term uh, payday loan uh, terms and conditions here. So, uh, so it's bad. Uh, Maduro and and the the thugs in in Venezuela have just just trashed Venezuela. Now they want to trash next door uh, Guyana. Hmm. That's amazing. I didn't know that about uh, Argentina. I, I actually was down there probably almost twenty years ago, maybe to the day. And uh, with the corporation, we had business down there. We we're trying to get out, and they had depegged from the dollar, and their economy was just falling apart as a result. Argentina, so I could see why there might be some people that remember the good times when it was uh, when the Argentina and uh, I don't know if it was peso or whatever was pegged to the dollar, but it really fell apart after that, and it's had a, some real hard times. So I think that's a well, that's a good move for that country, I think. Um, but the U.S. is the dollar's got its own challenges as well. So I guess yeah, we'll see there's, there. There's no, I've done some study, you know, even though I'm military and intelligence, you got to understand these, uh, you got to understand these, these things. The, the reserve currency is a big deal. It's not everything. Some of it's kind of mythological. There's not a formal vote on who gets to be the reserve currency, but essentially in the aggregate, it is the world deciding which system is the best for the future. That's essentially what it boils down to. And as messed up as we are, the dollar is, you know, I'm a, I'm a Churchill guy. Churchill said, you know, America is the f- worst form of governance except for all the others. And, you know, so the, <laughs> the dollar is still the best. And, and if, if I know the BRICS just met, they've been hinting at an alternative currency for years. Well, if they're so powerful, why haven't they done it? Yeah, I've heard that. I had Steve Forbes on here. He said the same thing. He said, well, you know, what are they going to go to? What's anybody else going to buy? I mean, do they have, are they going to have the faith that the U.S. dollar has? Probably not. So he wasn't too worried about all this. John, I, I understand you've got you've to run. You've got some more interviews coming up. But how can people reach you? And, and would you like to say a couple words about your book? I see it behind you there, War Against the Deep State, uh, before you uh, uh, have to run here. Well, thank you so much, Joe. And I apologize. It was just a little bit of a frenetic morning this morning. So my, my apologies. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Colonel Rhett John, Colonel R.E.T. John, Substack Getter and Truth. Uh, and you'll just be overwhelmed uh, by the Substack. I'm just prolific on Substack. But uh, you'll also see me on Epic Times, Newsmax, and uh, soon to be some other venues. And uh, yeah, um, great. Uh, and uh, uh, but War Against the Deep State is uh, my second book. It's about the foundations of mass surveillance that I was part of the interagency team that set up in 2007, 2014. And that was one of my jobs was to set up the, the, the relationship between big tech and the U.S. government. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, but it's been weaponized against the American people. And it's really it's it's allowed the fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government to develop the administrative state, 
that fusion of law enforcement, intelligence, and big tech, and then the nonprofits, the nonprofits. And then so all, all, all eyes on this Supreme Court hearing in the spring with Missouri and Louisiana, all like this, this is going to determine the fate of the nation. Yeah, we're part of that, by the way. Um, no, I, mean, I think I, I think a number of my articles were a big focus of this one group, uh, the, uh, the uh, was it the uh, Internet Project, one of these, I forgot the name now, EIP. Well, you have the, but, you had uh, the Election Integrity Project, Stan that's Stanford, it. That's uh, it. the Atlantic Council. Yeah. My own, all, I think yeah. my posts were number one there. Gateway Pundit was hit. We were, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we were 40, we were like twice as much as number two. Our, our number of our articles, because after the election, we were hammering it because we were saying this thing isn't right. And that was a lot of work that I put in at that time. I think uh, we'll see how this ends up. It impacts us all for sure. Thank you, John. I know you got to run. We'll let you go. We'll help to have you back soon. But uh, God bless and thanks for all the support and look forward to seeing you here in the near future. Uh, look, I always love coming on your show, uh, Joe. Thank you so much. An honor to be with you and uh, uh, excited to be back on your show real quick. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. And this is, yeah, this is Joe Hoft here, and we've got a couple minutes to go. Lots going on in the world. Uh, I was talking to uh, retired uh, Colonel John Mills there. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. I didn't know a lot of this. You, you know, I've heard China's behind a lot, but when you start oh, turning over the rocks, they were everywhere. Even perhaps this uh, house that blew up in Virginia might even have a some sort of connection to China. Certainly, uh, it looks that way now based on that information from Chris Street, who just happened to be on the show on Monday. So, uh, crazy world uh yeah it was just hours after he was on the show this house blew up in in uh in virginia not far from john a small world it is and uh and now mr street who's also uh chris who connected with john has come has put some of these pieces together saying hey this may not just be some crazy guy whose house blew up this might be something much much more and it probably uh, based upon everything we know about this government about the deep state, about how they cover things up, about how it's an absolute mess, that there's no loyalty towards the American people. These these entities are loyal towards, uh, at times it seems like China uh, and, and the World Economic Forum. Um, pretty big stuff to look into. Every day, it's a new day. There's more information coming out. It's, uh, it's scary stuff, whether it be the big tech, uh, the big media crushing uh, and, and, and lying to us every day, or, or now even big farmer. I also put a piece up at johofta.com this morning on the fact that some teacher or whistleblower is saying, hey, the, there's an effort to push drugs on our children, these uh, psychotic type of drugs uh, that, that uh, they're putting children on for ADHD, et cetera. And it's, a lot of parents don't believe this is healthy. There's a lot of money in it for big pharma. So imagine that, that that's what they'd be behind that. They'd be behind that as well. Americans are waking up and that's why they're coming here and they're going to the Gateway Pundit and they're going to johoff.com and other places. So continue to follow us. Appreciate you being here. Thank you to uh, Mr. Mills again, Colonel Mills uh, for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Got a great guest tomorrow with, with Mel Kay. Look forward to, look forward to that. Join us then. Thanks. <laughs>